It's the season of gratitude, and we just have to say that we are so clucking grateful for Grublies, the all-natural snack that provides the nutrients and minerals for happy and healthy chickens. Grublies are farm-grown, oven-dried black soldier fly grubs that are grown in FDA-approved grub farms in the U.S. One handful of Grublies has more calcium than five pounds of mealworms. That's why we're happy to call Grubly Farms Grublies the official chicken snack of the We Drink and We Farm Things podcast. So head on over to grublyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. Not quite the same noise no, as a can, is we it? Get a different noise today. We both do, but they're a good sound, right? Like so, so <laughs> hey, Sam. <laughs> Hi, Bev. We are out of sorts today. Just a little. That's just all right. A little. That's all right. Maybe we're just spicing things up. You know, tis the season. To yes. Just drink yourself silly. Um, <laughs> what did you just open over there? So I opened a Wild Tonic Hard June Kombucha that is flavored mango ginger. Mm. Yummy, yummy. What'd you open over there? So I, too, opened a Wild Tonic Hard June Kombucha, and the flavor is ro- raspberry goji rose, and mine has 5.6% alcohol in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mine does, too. Oh, hey, you found booze kind? I did. In your parts? I, I found booze in, in my parts, in, in my Ohio parts. Yeah, that sounded really weird. <laughs> I did. Oh. And in fact, I couldn't find the non-alcoholic, uh, which oh, was nice. fine by me. I mean, I preferred the alcoholic version, obviously. But I'm telling you, I bought every bottle of Wild Tonic <laughs> that they had at the Whole Foods in Cincinnati. So if anybody was looking for it, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> I walked in and I grabbed, you know, like a basket because I knew exactly where I was going because I called ahead to make sure that they had it for real you know and that it wasn't out of stock and the website said that you know it was really there so they thought I was a little weird because I called and then I just marched straight in there grabbed a basket went straight back filled the entire basket with wild tonic (laughs) walked by the beer aisle saw a six-pack of beer I wanted picked that up with the other hand and just went straight to the checkout (laughs) you are a woman on a mission (laughs) I was well my husband and kids were in the car And my husband's like, now we only have 15 minutes here because he had like set an agenda for the day because we were in the city. Nice. And last time I had gone to a Whole Foods, there was a mead tasting. Oh, no. And I was there for an hour and a half and I bought shoes and a dress. (laughs) (laughs) Not on the agenda that day. Not on the agenda. So Jared's like, you have to like go straight to get the thing that you want and come back and don't buy any shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Done and done. Yes. And that's my wild tonic story. (laughs) I love it. And I'm like super thrilled to say that Wild Tonic is actually our very first official booze sponsor of the We Drink and We Farm Thing podcast. 
So thanks, Wild Tonic, for liking us enough to um, help us drink during our recording sessions. <laughs> yeah, and what a good fit, too. I mean, because June kombucha, if some if people don't know exactly what that is, that's kombucha that's brewed with honey, which is different than traditional kombucha, which is usually brewed with strictly sugar. It is very interesting, and it's considered to be a rare cousin of kombucha because June is made by fermenting that tea and honey. And the scoby, which I didn't know. Have we said what scoby means before i didn't know it meant something but apparently it means symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast which (laughs) (laughs) so i think we have defined scoby on the show before because i've talked about it because i have like a super scoby on my uh, kitchen counter right now seriously it's taking up half of a gallon (laughs) jar right now it's time for her to get a haircut or something (laughs) Well, Wild Tonic's June Scoby weighs over 200 pounds and feeds on honey and is uniquely adapted to work with a host of bacteria, organisms, and antimicrobial properties present in honey. So it has both pre and probiotics. So this is something you can drink whether you have the alcohol version or the non-alcohol version. And it's like introducing good bacteria into your gut and it's essential for beneficial digestive health. So... That's with the probiotics and the prebiotics are carbohydrates that are not digestible. So it's like fuel for the probiotics. So if you are looking for a reason to drink and still feel healthy, this is definitely a good option and probably why Bev bought out Wild Tonic at Whole Foods. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and when I was checking out too, there were two girls behind the checkout counter. Like one was, you know, bagging the stuff in my reusable bags and the other one was actually scanning it. And they both looked at it and they're like, oh, you really like this stuff, don't you? We just had some last weekend and it was so good. I felt like I was being healthy while I drank at the beach. And I was like, (laughs) we're in the middle of Ohio. What beach did you go to? But... But I thought it was funny that they had commented on it and said that because I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it is like I would hesitate to call anything with alcohol in it healthy per se. But if you're going to drink something like something that has pre and probiotics in it and promotes gut health is a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that it's a company that's in Arizona because that's your old stomping grounds. It's women owned 100 percent. And they support the bees. Like, what's not to like? Yeah. And I think their main location is Sedona, which is one of the most beautiful areas of Arizona. So if anybody ever has the opportunity to go there, I highly, highly recommend it. And drink all the wild tonic when you're there. Absolutely, because it's delicious. Yeah. And welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. Yes, this is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for your ears. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and the new knowledge we gain. And we share it and hope that it can help our audience of small and large scale farmers to help everyone feel like they're not so alone in this farm thing. And sometimes we go off on tangents that are non-farming related, but we cut a lot of those tangents and stick them up on the Patreon. And this episode's outtakes are exclusively for our Patreon peeps. So if you're not a Patreon peep yet, head on over to patreon.com slash drink and farm. 
We have all sorts of fun things up there, exclusive recordings and bloopers. Um, And it's an excellent way to support the podcast starting at $2 a month. Yes. And speaking of the Patreon, our drinks this episode were sponsored by Kayla Wood, which is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, Kayla. Cheers. So do we have any corrections or follow up this week? Not that I can think of. Yay. I mean, go team. <laughs> right? I, I mean, nobody can correct us on how we're winterizing, right? So, <laughs> I mean, they might just be like, you suck. Do well, better. But that's not really helpful feedback. <laughs> and the opposite of what our show is all about. So, yes. we wouldn't have yeah. taken that feedback, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we would have just kindly turned the other cheek on that one. Yes, for sure. <laughs> So I guess we can just dive into our episode this week, and we know it's the day after Thanksgiving that this is dropping, but we're still going to feel like full of gratitude and probably some leftover turkey on Friday. Um, So part one of today's episode, we're going to have a little bit of a gratitude corner um, because we think it's important to share things that we're grateful for, especially since on this podcast, sometimes we think we talk through some things that aren't always so fun or that are difficult and it might be hard in those moments to find the good in some of those things. So we wanted to take some time and reflect with you today on what we're grateful for. And if you're in our Facebook group, um, on Facebook, obviously, (laughs) go to (laughs) We Drink and We Farm Things and join it, answer the questions, um, and tell us what you're grateful for. We'll start a thread in there on Friday the day this drops and we want to hear what you're grateful for so what are you grateful for right now sam oh you put me on the spot i was gonna put you on the spot and then i took a breath (laughs) dang it (laughs) i beat you to it oh gosh well i could be like a real butthead and just say i'm so grateful for this podcast um (laughs) but i'll say more than that because i am obviously very grateful for this podcast i'm grateful that Bev wasn't scared to reach out to the girl with the pink hair on the internet at the time to be like, let's do a podcast. Um, definitely grateful for that and all the cool little friendships we've been able to make, not only like with each other, but with people in our group and people that we got to meet. Um, because it, it's just crazy to me that None of that would have, would exist if Bev didn't have the cojones to reach out to me and be like, let's do a podcast. <laughs> so, so many wonderful things came out of this. And even though sometimes when, you know, we're trying to come up with ideas or we're feeling a little stuck or discouraged, like this thing is bigger than us. And I'm just really in awe of our listeners and how how far we've come personally in so many different ways it's just hard not to be grateful for the experience yeah I mean I have to totally second that because you know it's it's funny that you said that I had the cojones to actually like (laughs) kind of get it started because cojones are something that I'm not typically known for and I think that if somebody went back right now and listened to a lot of the earlier episodes, I think you can hear a lot of fear talk in some of the things that I say when I talk about why I don't do certain things. Mm. You know, like, 
I don't sell eggs. I don't sell anything from my farm. I just give everything away because I always had so much fear, like nobody would think it was good enough or God forbid somebody got hurt or sick from something that I created Mm. and then it like opened me up to something else. But doing this podcast and getting to talk to so many different people that are in some realm of farming, whether it's, you know, their backyard urban farm where they sell a couple of things at the farmer's market or just do something like I do where they give their stuff away or even large scale farmers that are selling things on a global platform. I have realized that fear is just not a reason to not give something like that a try. So I feel like I've kind of grown a lot Mm -hmm. this year. And I wouldn't have had that opportunity if it weren't for doing this. Like, I would have just stayed stuck in that fear mindset of, well, what if? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, I, I still don't necessarily have any plans to sell anything this coming year. But I have bought a few books about some different ideas that I can do around here. Because that's where I like to get all my information from. I love books. <laughs> I have far too many homesteading books and farming books. But and, and that actually isn't the thing that I'm most grateful for. That wasn't the idea that came up in my head first. But when you said that, it kind of like reminded me of how I've been feeling lately about that. But the thing that I'm great, most grateful for right now is just the freedom that our audience gives us to talk about everything that we do. Mm. Like, I feel like we got to explore a lot of new topics this year and get into some like controversial stuff which wouldn't normally be in our wheelhouse because we tend we like this to be a place where everybody can feel comfortable and not feel like you know they have to like make a decision or take a side and maybe that's why we get to talk about those types of things because we never tell anybody at the end that what they think about it is wrong because mm-hmm. <laughs> it probably yeah. isn't yeah <laughs> right right or if it is wrong then they have every right to be wrong and that's okay <laughs> yeah well because I also don't think I, I don't think you get very far by telling people that they're wrong because all that does is makes people want to dig in to the way that they feel because nobody oh, likes yeah. being told that they're wrong for oh, sure yeah But I was just reflecting on how we've gotten to like dive in and do so many different things. Like we get to talk about documentaries and, you know, and there are people that are like, oh, documentaries are like all shit. But I love the way that we approach them as like a jumping off platform for a place to like think and learn and grow and not like everything that they say in this documentary is absolutely true. We get to talk about things that would normally make people fight and somehow there's like not fights all over our pages so I'm just kind of like blown away by that (laughs) yeah so either we're not big enough yet because we haven't pissed anybody off or (laughs) we're creating a community that just knows we won't tolerate that kind of behavior and you see so much of that now especially you know we don't typically touch you know, politics with a 10 foot pole around here just because it can be so polarizing. But that's what you see, like in your newsfeed, people just going after each other and being nasty and keyboard warriors. And we're not about that. And we don't, I don't think we put out that kind of energy that would make somebody feel that way. And if they do feel that way, then I think they kindly see themselves out. Um, I'm sure we'll run into a butthead at some point, but I think we've done a pretty good job 
of fostering that community, but it also takes the actual community to be mature enough and and open-minded enough not to engage in that kind of behavior. So I'm grateful that the people we have attracted to our podcast um, are all really good, open-minded people that want to help each other. So high five to them and high five to us for attracting it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I've just been thinking about how like we get to do some we get to talk about and learn about some really cool things just because our audience is so awesome and doesn't hang Mm -hmm. us out to dry every time we talk about, you know, something that might not interest them individually or like I just it totally blows me away and I I love it. I I love doing this podcast. I just have a great time doing it. (laughs) Me too. So do you have a non-podcast item that you are thankful for? So I am incredibly grateful for Herc the Donk. Aww. Yeah. I, like I mean, <laughs> I I laugh that I talked about getting a donkey in our very first episode and then like here he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that from the very beginning I always said I was gonna name him Hercules Mulligan. <laughs> Aww. I like it. See, because you could have gotten a Jenny, and then, I mean, you could have still called her Hercules Mulligan, too. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for just the fact that I get to live this life that I do. I mean, it's it, it's great. It's stressful. I have a, I mean, you know, it, it's not always rainbows and sunshine. Obviously, we wouldn't have a podcast if it was. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, I think I spent all day crying because of how many things I needed to get done. But it just like oh. getting to, you know, like, go pat Herc on the head and give him a hug or, you know, like have the goats follow me into the barn. I don't know. All of it. I'm yeah. I mean, like the whole thing just like at the end of the day makes any extra stress that I'm feeling or anything extra that I have going on just like worth it and kind mm-hmm. of melt away. It's just like by their presence. So the more animals I add, just like the better that gets for me as long as I keep it at a manageable number that I can actually handle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like physically. <laughs> what about you? Do you have any non-podcast things that you're grateful for? Um, I won't go into too much detail just because – while I enjoy sharing my life here, I'm also like very protective of my personal life, but I'll just kind of leave a blanket statement out there because I'm sure somebody else needs to hear this too, is that I'm really grateful for all the hard shit that I've had to go through the past year. It's actually been like over a year probably. Um, and I'll just say there's been some very scary financial stuff in any time there's financial stuff like that. Um, at least for me, I, I think this would be true for most people. It's like, you can't focus on anything else. Um, and it's very easy to just get trapped into like a rumination of, um, fear and anxiety. But based on like all the crazy weird shit that's happened over the past year, year and a half, it's just brought me closer to like friends and family and, And it taught me a lot about just having faith and trusting. Um, And like without going through all of that, I I would not be the person that I am now, which sounds like super cliche, but (laughs) I think it's a really beautiful thing when you can come out on the other side of some shit 
and like be grateful for what you went through and like honoring that experience um and the things you learned along the way um i will say things are much better now so nobody panic or worry or anything i'm not saying this to get any kind of pity which isn't why i'm going into detail either um it's just that i want people to understand that even though things are hard right now there's purpose to it and you will get through it and it's gonna be okay and that can be just like sometimes you don't even want to hear that when you're in the midst of it but i just feel like somebody needs to hear that um and you know Things aren't rainbows and sunshine on the farm all the time, but sometimes there's other stuff. Maybe things are fine on the farm, but other stuff in your life isn't so fine. It might be threatening, you know, your lifestyle. So just hang in there (laughs) because it does get better. Um, And I'm just super grateful that I've had that experience so I can help other people um, through that as well. So I'll leave it at that. I like that. Thanks. So don't forget, guys, go tell us what you're grateful for. In the Facebook group. Because we yeah, want to know. We totally want to know. And if you want to just say that you're grateful for our podcast, it'll totally stroke our <laughs> ego and we'll be okay with that too. <laughs> yes. We're totally fine with that. We'll take that. We take payment and compliments. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. So part two today, which I'm also excited about because I've never really thought about this before. Have you? No, I have not, which feels odd because, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, why not? <laughs> why haven't I thought about this? <laughs> They're like, Beth and Sam, why are you being so vague? Um, <laughs> it's just because we're being weirdos. Um, but <laughs> we wanted to talk about something turkey related today. And uh, we were pondering the question has anyone in our listenership or Sam or Bev, have you eaten turkey eggs before? And why does nobody really talk about eating turkey eggs or really see anything about eating turkey eggs? So we thought this was a perfect topic to dive into today. Yes. And I realize, and now I'm realizing this a little too late, but somebody that we could have talked to to about this is Stacy from 5R Farm oh, in Oregon. Yes. I I bet she's eaten turkey eggs. So I can't wait until she listens to this and tells us whether or not she has because yeah. I'm sure that she'll hear it. You should really just invite her to be interviewed because she just seems like one of the coolest people I stalk on the internet. Yes, for sure. But if if anybody could come to mind that has eaten turkey eggs, it would be her. And in fact, after this episode drops, I'll ask her because I'm curious. <laughs> yes. Um, but I have never eaten a turkey egg. And Me like I love duck eggs. I've talked about raising ducks here personally because I love to bake and cook and duck eggs are better for baking. Mm-hmm. And like I imagine turkey eggs have some sort of use also, or maybe they don't, and that's why we're gonna well, that's what we're gonna find out today. <laughs> so before we dive in, we will be referencing three articles today, one from myrecipes.com, one from slate.com. And then one from modfarm.com. Um, so we did a little research today. And it actually turn, turns out that turkey eggs have an interesting history. And according to that Slate.com article, turkey eggs used to be a menu staple in North America. Wild turkeys would roam the continent before humans arrived. And archaeologists have found turkey egg shells at the encampments of pre-Columbian Americans. Also interesting to note, the Navajo Indians did not eat 
the eggs. They just ate the flesh of the turkey. So even in different Indian tribes, um, they had different preferences too, which is kind of interesting. Um, and I wonder if that is part of why we only eat the flesh of the turkey, really. But we'll find out. I won't spoil it. <laughs> which is what I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> So Europeans took domesticated turkeys across the Atlantic in the 16th century, and the turkey eggs were soon part of old world cuisine, particularly in England. Um, Americans also served them until fairly recently. Turkey egg omelets were a regular offering in New York's legendary Delmonico's restaurant in the late 19th century. And apparently, the easiest and most traditional preparation method of turkey eggs is boiling um, or poaching. 19th century chefs also believed that turkey eggs made better sauces than the eggs of other fowl. The basic process is to boil and dice the eggs and then fold them into a... Bechamel. Bechamel sauce. Got my chef over there that knows how to pronounce (laughs) all these fancy words. Um, And Alexis Sawyer, the most celebrated culinary professional in Victorian England and arguably the English-speaking world's first celebrity chef, claimed that turkey eggs were better and baked good than chicken eggs. So kind of like the whole duck thing, um, the duck egg thing. I think it's because turkey eggs also contain more fat than chicken eggs, kind of like the duck egg. Oh, So uh, turkey eggs have also been the subject of slander. The French in the 1500s and 1600s claimed that eggs caused leprosy. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty big claim. (laughs) It really is. But I mean, the truth is that uh, the microbe Mycobacterium leprae causes the disease, not turkey eggs. Surprise, surprise. And armadillos transmit the pathogen to humans. Turkey eggs do not. And turkey eggs actually contain most of the same nutrients as chicken eggs, but they are richer, just like duck eggs are richer. And the average turkey egg is 50% larger than a chicken egg, but contains nearly twice as many calories and grams of fat and four times as much cholesterol. Duck and goose eggs also contain more fat and protein than chicken eggs do, which is one reason why most people find exotic eggs or quote unquote exotic eggs to be more flavorful <laughs> than the chicken egg. And that totally makes sense. Yeah. So the chicken egg is a little, you get a little more bang for your buck there maybe um, when you're going egg to egg and it doesn't cause leprosy. Got it. <laughs> well, you definitely get more <laughs> nutritional value from a turkey egg than a chicken egg, it sounds like. Like, we don't necessarily, Americans, when I say we, we don't necessarily need more calories or fat in our diet. But perhaps developing countries or countries that are experiencing famine could benefit from some turkey eggs. Heck yeah. So back to that My Recipes article, um, it points out that Thanksgiving, you know, around this time of year, people love to talk turkey, but nobody talks about the turkey eggs. And they also point out that in grocery stores, it's you can find any many other kinds of eggs, which at my grocery store, you can't. But maybe in a fancier grocery store like Whole Foods, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find like quail eggs, duck eggs, and even ostrich eggs, depending on where you're looking. But there's actually a pretty simple reason why we don't see turkey eggs on the shelf. And that's called economics. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 
Dun, dun, dun. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like most people have probably figured it out at this point. And if you're a poultry person, you know that turkeys lay eggs at a far slower rate than your average chicken. Like one to two eggs a week versus the standard hens, one per day, depending on the breed. Yeah. At that and, rate, I can't imagine having turkeys uh-uh. solely for eggs here on the farm. Like I would have them for entertainment right. value and eggs. Yes. <laughs> but if yes. I was just going for <laughs> eggs, like that, the kind of input they require for their output doesn't seem like it'd be economically viable. I'm an accountant, so it's right. true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, uh, the article notes that the entire turkey egg laying process costs way more in factories since the birds require much larger amounts of food and living space than the hen counterparts. And the Slate article actually says that commercial egg producers typically, although controversially allocate less than 50 square inches of square of space, excuse me, to a hen, while turkeys are given more than three square feet, which is enough to accommodate eight chicken hens. So right there, the accountant was correct. Um, That right there is enough to kind of stomp the brakes on, you know, commercially producing them. Yeah, you can get eight chicken eggs a day and the same amount of space or you can get one turkey egg a week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd have to charge an a, exorbitant amount of money for that turkey egg to make it worthwhile. That's yeah. right. And it's also kind of interesting to note too that turkeys don't start laying until they're like seven months old, where the average chicken is like five months old. And the my recipes article was kind enough to let us know that. Um, it would cost shoppers around $3 an egg for a single turkey egg if you were going to buy them off the shelf, which is the same price as nearly two dozen chicken eggs in most areas of the Okay, country. I was just going to ask. I don't know how much chicken <laughs> eggs are because I literally have not bought them in years now. <laughs> so I have no idea how much eggs cost. I was getting ready to say like 99 cents a dozen for the... Because <laughs> that's I think that's what they were last time I bought them. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so turkey eggs would cost like, I'm trying to do the math that fast in my head, like 16 times, times 12, 16 times. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was doing doing that. 16 times what chicken eggs would cost. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) Like at $2 a dozen, it'd be 16 times. If you, if your store sells them for 99 cents a dozen, it would be 36 times. That's crazy. Crazy talk. Um, and then the Modern Farmer article points out um, that the turkey eggs are slightly bigger, the shell is slightly tougher, and the membrane between the shell and the egg slightly thicker, but otherwise they're not too different from chicken eggs. <laughs> so the Modern Farmer <laughs> article was referenced in the Slate article. So the Slate guy comes back and says, not too different. There's That's plenty different enough. Thank you very much. The last thing America needs right now as we nurse our political hangovers is the thought of thick turkey membranes in our three egg omelets. So <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, but from, from like a farmer standpoint, um, they're probably going to be like, looks like an egg, smells like an egg. It's an egg. Um, membrane doesn't scare me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me <laughs> Which either. sounds really weird when you say <laughs> that out loud. Maybe that can be the podcast episode title. It, it, it might be. <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
<sighs> so this week while you're at home with your family and friends and you have no way to escape um, and hopefully nobody brings anything up about the recent headlines because we don't need anybody bickering over the turkey or the long weekend. Just, you know, bring everybody back together and say, you know what? We don't eat turkey eggs. And maybe that'll just kind of silence enough and give some people some WTF moments and they'll kind of snap out of it. <laughs> Let us know if yeah. that works for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I, I have just a small group for Thanksgiving, so I don't think we're going to have that problem. Uh, we have 12 total, including kids, so it's not so bad. Yeah, I think they're thinking 30 at my grandma's, which is kind of tame, um, it oh. feels like, because we just, uh, there's so many of us. Um, but we all get along, and we just don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> which is the way it should be, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we are at our next stop. We can't even corner. So Bev, what can't you even about this week? So mine's really short this week. Oh. But Molly K posted a video in our Facebook group of <laughs> people gobbling at turkeys. <laughs> I and saw they that. gobble back. <laughs> well, yeah, like turkey hunters make you know the calls. Oh, duh. Yeah. Well, now I feel really silly. No, but it's funny (laughs) because it's like at these farms and there's so many turkeys. Yes. (laughs) It's really funny. The sound is insane, but it's like oddly soothing. I don't know how to describe (laughs) it, but like hundreds of turkeys gobbling back to you at the same time is like this really beautiful like melody. Uh, But then it also reminded me of like a weird, have you ever done like those callback songs like Girl Scouts do them, you know, where like one person shouts out the words and then everybody like in unison repeats them. That's (laughs) what it feels like. (laughs) So what you're saying is that you're going to get a bunch of turkeys. I would love to get a bunch of turkeys just to make that noise on the farm all the time. That's, I, I'd just be standing out there going, blah, blah, blah. I can't even do it right. <laughs> you're welcome, listeners. And if you're new here, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I think that'd be hilarious. It'd be, you know... I know that you guys try to see purpose in all your animals and the purpose would be comedic relief there. Um, I mean, that's a purpose right there for me. (laughs) And I mean, it's really no different than yelling back at a goat. I mean, that's also gratifying if you try that. Oh, I do that all the time, especially when I'm having a really bad day. The goats, (laughs) they kind of yell at me like accusatory. Yeah. I can't think of any other way to describe it. They, They scream at me like... I peed in their breakfast pellets. <laughs> and I'm just like, and sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, I just make the noise right back at them. And then they continue it. It doesn't stop it. So no, it literally it just... does nobody any good. But it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Usually I at least laugh at myself afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your can't even this week? So mine is a video that shows a wild turkey chasing away a Wisconsin mailman. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, And it's pretty funny. So apparently um, 
they refer to him as a creeping Tom in this article, which is kind of funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but there, there's this clip circulating on Facebook um, that said uh, from Sherry Michaels, who's a Wisconsin resident, and she captioned it, our poor mail carrier has been dealing with this for a month. And the footage shows a black feathered fiend tenaciously pursuing mail carrier Jeff Byron. <laughs> I guess for his last name we'll call him Jeff um from box to box as he drives his route so this guy isn't on foot he's and he's in his truck um and the male guy says that he's been chased by dogs and rabbits during his 20-year male career however this is his first feathered fatal attraction and they've actually named the turkey Jeff um and which is the male carrier's name um apparently Jeff kind of ignored the postal service and play for quite some time but over the last month he's acquainted himself quite well to the truck and he started following him um he said one time that when he was back coming back to the truck when he did get out uh he the turkey jumped up and flapped his wings um which was a little startling to him but now he says yeah he says he can't be too mad about it because it's so close to thanksgiving um but if you just have to watch this and and apparently there's some funny comments over on Facebook, too. Um, somebody said maybe he's waiting for his winning letter from Publishers Clearinghouse. Um, <laughs> and one even joked that if seeing if he would be pardoned by the president um, oh. for Thanksgiving. So it, this video gained um, over 7 million views in just two days. So we'll link to the article in the show notes. You definitely want to go check it out. It is pretty funny. Just to see this little turkey running around this truck, you can tell that it's a Tom and he's probably in love with the mail truck. So definitely go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, so it was Stacy from 5R Farm that sent us the video of her Tom oh. trying to yeah. court her boot. That yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But this turkey's trying to court a whole mail truck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's pretty ambitious. It is. I mean, you got to give him credit for trying, right? Yeah. He likes the fullness of the figure of the male man, which I appreciate. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, we don't have a farm story this week. So we're reminding you to send us your farm stories. A couple weeks ago, Bev asked you to send your farm stories about a chicken that you may favor on your farm. Um, because she's come to learn that favorites do exist in the chicken world because now she's got some favorites. Yes, and I do yes, too. Yes, I do. <laughs> but you can send us any farm story. You can email those at drinkandfarmatgmail.com or send them to us on Instagram or Facebook. Just send them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll read it. Yeah. And don't forget to leave us a review because we read our favorite Apple Podcast review every week. And if you don't have an Apple product, you can download iTunes onto your laptop and review that way. And what we do at the end of every month is we put everybody's review that we read into a hat. We draw one out and that person wins a mug, a really cool mug. And in fact, I posted a video of it on Instagram. It's gone now, though, because it's in our stories and you know how stories go. But maybe I'll do (laughs) another one now that I've dropped this. I'll do another one next week. So keep an eye on our stories so that you can see what the mug looks like because it's super exciting. I love it. Oh, and make sure that you leave your Instagram handle 
inside your review on Apple Podcasts so we can find you if you win. Yes. And this week's review that we selected is from ESW Farms. And the title is Always a Great Start to the Weekend. And they say, can't say enough about this podcast. Living in the mountains, it's a half hour commute one way when bringing my son to school. So with two hours of driving a day, music gets old fast. When I found Bev and Sam, it's not only saved my sanity, but it literally felt like I made two new friends. Catching up on old podcasts has had quickly taken over my daily drives. My husband and I have a 5.5 acre growing farm where we raise chickens, ducks, and growing as we speak. We hope to add several other animals as time progresses. It's so awesome to be able to hear advice, relate to stories, and just feel like you're not alone in this farm thing. I feel like through Drink and Farm on other social media platforms, I've gained a family and I'm so thankful. Thank you, Sam and Bev, for being my Friday friends. Always starting my weekend off with some laughs, occasional cries, and useful information to bring home to our farm. Oh, thanks for that um, review. And it wasn't even on purpose that I picked that one, and she said she's so thankful. I know. <laughs> so on point. We're basically it. just reading them in order. We're not trying to play favorites. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Until we get so many and then we'll have to do like a rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. We'll reviews. do an episode where we just read all of them or we just start giving away more mugs. Yeah. <laughs> we'll maybe, figure it maybe out. Maybe we'll get to the point of one a week. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Just a few housekeeping items. Uh, hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen because this helps more people like you find us. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and be sure and tag at Drink and Farm because we will send you a promo code just for this episode that will get you a percentage off in our shop. And you want to be sure and share this week's episode because we upped the percentage to 20% off in celebration of Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, all the things. Um, and we also designed some super adorable holiday items that are now in our shop and we've moved some clothing into our shop that's on our regular website a lot of new changes this week like it's a little overwhelming <laughs> yeah Bev's been working her butt off and Sam's mostly been saying yep I like that <laughs> <laughs> so big pat on the back to Bev because guys it's so much better now like I'm in love with the holiday stuff we put together, some of the newer designs that we put together um, that I said yes to, but Bev made. Um, I won't take any credit for that. She's been busting <laughs> her butt. Um, but, and it's for you guys because we really love and appreciate our listeners and we want to give you guys awesome things to be able to go ahead and buy. And in turn, that supports the podcast. So we really appreciate it. So make sure you go check it out. Yes. And start putting it on your Christmas list because if you can't buy it for yourself right now, you can always send the links to other people and maybe they'll just buy it for you. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yes. Yes, yes. Make sure you take a look at the show notes too to find links to the three articles we referenced today and our can't evens. And there's also a survey on there that can let you tell us how we're doing anonymously. Um, so if you have some feedback for us, you can put it in there. We won't know who you are. <laughs> um, but we also have links to all of our social media goodness and our shops and all that fun stuff. So make sure you check those out. Yes, for sure. And 
thanks so much for listening, guys. Yes. And if you didn't feel appreciated up until this point, I'll just remind you again that we're really grateful for you guys showing up and listening to us and being kind to us and each other. That right there is just enough to be thankful about for the end of time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it'll at least get me through to next Thanksgiving. Yes. And then I'll be grateful for all of this all over again because now that we're coming up on two years, like... I think this is just a thing now. Yeah. You can't get rid of me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And if for some reason we didn't podcast, we'd just do something else together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But podcasting is really fun. I love so many things about it. Yeah. And I mean, something else, I'm just going to add this really quick. Uh, Something else I'm really grateful for to this year is we've had a lot of really great new farm podcasts pop up. Oh, yeah. And they've all been super awesome because one of the things that's so great is that everyone focuses on something different mm-hmm. and everyone has their own voice. So that means that, you know, like if you listen to us and you feel like you fit here, but you feel like you might fit somewhere better, there's probably a farm podcast that can help feed that part of your soul that we're not able to fill for you. Like if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. So I've been yeah. really excited about that lately. Because I feel like it takes a little bit of the pressure off. Like to not try to be everything for everybody like we get to do the part that we really enjoy and then you know we have like Caitlin over at Wild Rose Farmer that's doing all of the really great interviews of so many like women in agriculture and then you know we have the Midwest farm wives that are talking to like mothers of littles that live on farms which like we can't like we can't speak to that because we don't have little Mm -hmm. tiny kids anymore so I've just been like the the year's just been like a fabulous year from this from this like podcasting standpoint and I've just loved it yeah and I think the other thing that I want to kind of piggyback off of is that just because you're in a space that is becoming more popular doesn't mean that you need to get defensive or not be supportive because putting out somebody's light isn't going to make yours brighter. Um, And it speaks more to your insecurity if you can't cheer for other people that are doing something similar than you because nobody's going to do it the way that you do it. So really there's no threat. So I think that can be applied anywhere in life and it's definitely something I've seen over the past couple months as we've witnessed more of these podcasts popping up like the anywhere podcast is another one too they're relatively new and I think they just started their second season so that's been really cool to check out and to see them grow a little bit as well um and it's all good guys so yeah, and I'm hoping I didn't forget anybody. If I did, I'm really sorry. I did not. There's a lot out there. I think there's <laughs> one called Field Work that I've listened to oh, a little yeah. bit. Like there's a lot. There was one that um I think like the the like head of the agriculture department, the USDA. Duh. Um, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, he actually just started a podcast too. Um, which I'm sure that's just like chock full of information that we probably never even think of or cover at this point. But there's just so much out there that you guys can just get your hands on and put earbuds in your ears and just learn and learn and listen, hear different farm stories. (laughs) Yeah, stick around with us, though. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to get rid of us unless you really don't like us, then that's okay. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, and that's okay, too, if we're not for you. Why yeah, not? we don't hold hostages over here. Uh, nah, no, no. we're just all about fun. We're yes. all about the fun over here. <laughs> yeah. So now that all of our hearts are full of gratitude and our bellies are full of wild, wild tonic. Yes. We'll see you guys next week. Or I guess we'll talk to you next week. Can't yes. see you. It's a podcast. <laughs> we will for sure. <laughs> so drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink